All right, let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you that we can uh, just come. We thank you for the whole family in heaven being here with us. We thank you for being able to worship you, Lord, and step into heaven with you. We thank you for your presence in this place. Angels, I ask you come and help now. Uh, we come against any disruptive spirits in Jesus' name. And we pray your peace in this place. I pray our hearts to be open and minds to be washed with your word, Lord, for us to be renewed in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. I want to talk about the list this morning. The list. And uh, I've been really thinking about how that we, God wants us to ask he wants us to have vision. He wants us to have a passion in our lives. He wants to be our passion and he wants to be on the top of our list. But uh, he was really talking to me from Ephesians and uh, it's one of my favourite passages in scripture. If you've got your Bibles or <coughs> gadgets there, it's Ephesians 3.20 and I love it in the Amplified. So if you've on your phone, you can click over to the Amplified. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above and over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. Do you want to read that again? Because I love it in the Amplified. I love that super word. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. God actually wants to bless our socks off. He wants to do, there it is. In Greek, translated into English, super abundantly, far above and over what we can ask, think, imagine or dare to ask for. He wants to do that for us. And the world tries to tell us, don't ask for too much or you'll be disappointed. Don't hope for too much because your dreams will be crushed. Who does that sound like to you? The devil devil. Stinky, hairy toed thing. You know, and we let him cross over into our life and go, oh, well, maybe it's true. Look at them. They tried to do something and it didn't happen. They prayed and something didn't happen. But God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. It's all about what you can ask for, what you can believe for. God just says, believe. If, you, if my word abides in you and I abide in you, ask for whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. He's saying believe for bigger things. Believe far above because he's, the higher you can dream, he says he will do even more. And God is not a liar. God is not a liar. So this morning I want to talk about the list and what is on your list now, some of you might sit here later and go, I don't have a thing on my list. Well, listen up then. 
Because God wants us to have a list that we come to him and ask so he can do super abundantly more than what we ask so that when you get your answers to what you've asked, you'll know who's done it. So you will glorify him. Amen? If you don't live out your days with vision and purpose, chances are you'll spend most of your time caught up in the hurry, the scurry, the flurry of life. Mum says there are three demons, hurry, scurry, flurry and worry. Yes, we all know that one quite often, don't we? But if we have a bucket list, I call it, before we go to glory, if we have a bucket list, if we have a list of what we want God to do, we're going to act on those things instead of just get caught up in the worry, flurry, hurry, scurry of life. God does not want us to just exist. His son Jesus died so that we just don't exist. He says, I have come that you might have fullness and abundant overflowing life. The devil comes to kill, to steal, to rob and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So if you're sitting here this morning go, I'm just existing. If you feel like you're squished and your dreams have been kicked and kicked about, I want to encourage you this morning that that is not God. God says, you dream, you ask, you think, you dare to believe because I will do far above what you can ask or think or dream or imagine. And so that's why we've got to have a list. And you go, oh, but I've done that before and nothing happened. Well, get back up and do it again. Pull out your list and, re- and re-say it again because God says, believe and do not give up. If we persevere and do not give up, then we'll receive the blessing in due time. God is not a liar. He's not a liar. You know, too often we we set goals and to-do lists. Who's got a to-do list? If you don't have one, somebody in your house will probably have one. I have one for Philip. But uh, (laughs) it's awesome, isn't it, honey? (laughs) But they're probably in the context of performance or career or health. You know, if you hang around showers, she'll give you an exercise plan, which is all good. Yep. But a bucket list or a list that you bring to God of dreams and hopes and visions is, is it it's your, gives your imagination room to fly. God is in our imagination. Sometimes you think, oh, you know, don't dream too much. You know? and, and sometimes as kids are told, don't do that. You know, you're off with the fairies. And it's like, so we had that squashed out of us. But God wants us to dream. I mean, I'm married to Philip and he's, he's an ultimate dreamer. I said, what are you doing? I'm just dreaming. But God is in his dreams. You know, he has allowed his imagination. We're afraid of our imagination because we think, what if I dream or imagine something that's not nice? You know, but God is in us and he's in our imagination. You just say, Lord, I just give you my imagination. And you let him start to speak into it. Sometimes we're afraid of what we might imagine. But God loves it when we dream. He loves it when we take the limits off. He says, do it. I am in your dreams. I am in your imagination. You know, God facilitates vision and dreams. If we have an ability to have a vision for the future, it's a power of God gets in there. You know, what can you see? I was listening to a message this week by Bill Winston and uh, he said, our imagination gives us ability or power of God to go to new places in God, to get things in God. Our imagination 
gives us the ability to go to new places in God. If you can see, you can get there. It's not simply operating in natural vision. It's stepping into revelation and discerning God's plan and will for your life. If you can see it, God says you can get there. Vision is powerful. You read all through the Bible and he would show and reveal revelation. Revelation is just like a pipe dream. It's revelation from God. This is where I want you to go. This is what I want your life to look like. If you see yourself up speaking to thousands of people, that's God. If you see yourself sharing the gospel and people getting saved, healed, limbs growing out, eyes opening, coming to Jesus, who do you think is going to give you that vision? Come on now. I mean, I saw this really cool. Go on my newsfeed if you're on Facebook on a friend of mine. And uh, there's a guy called Charlie Stamp, I think his name is, or Champ. And he, uh, he had a prophesied over him as a 22-year-old that he would see miraculous. He's a, he's a prophetic guy. He's, he moves in healing quite strongly. He's as bold as anything because half of in God has just been bold enough to try. And we go, what if it doesn't happen? What if I pray for something, somebody and nothing happens? Well, what if something does happen? You know, we're told to be bold as lions, you know, to get out there. Jesus is a lion of Judy. Do you think he roars around? You know, it were to be bold and to try because God says when you dream, when you ask, he'll go far and above. And even if maybe it doesn't happen the first or the second or third time, don't give up because there comes a time when stuff starts to happen. With this guy, Charlie, he was in a meeting and he's praying and this lady just starts crying her eyes out. And he's like, what's God doing? What God's doing? And he thinks there's something with her eyes and she's weeping and he goes over with his microphone and there's a video of him doing it. And she's standing there and she falls almost to the ground and she says, God is doing something. He says, what's he doing? And she goes, I had a double mastectomy. Both of my breasts were removed because I had breast cancer. And God is growing right now my breast tissue back. Come on, that was this week, people. Awesome. Come on, you've got to give him a bit of a shout for that. Right in front of him. And he, he had that prophesied when he was 22 years old and he's in his late 30s, early 40s now. And it's like God is on the move. He will do far above what you can think or dream or ask or imagine. So what can you imagine for? You know, he says that we're seated in heavenly places and we've got everything we need up there. You know, he's got spare parts up there for your body. He does. He's got spare parts up there. You just got to bring them down. And it's our faith that brings them down. If you need a new bladder, then ask for a new bladder. If you need for a new arm, where do you think the arms and the eyes and the legs and everything came from when Jesus was praying for the sick and miraculous things happen? He just pulled what was in heaven down to earth and they grew. Where do you think that lady's new breast come from? Come on. You got spare bits up there. You do. You know, I, you know when, when the ten lepers came to Jesus and they were following him and they got healed, nine of them got healed, because they, they, but one came back. One came back and said, Jesus, thank you. And he said, where are the other nine? And he says, but your faith has made you whole. Now, if you know anything about leprosy, they lose bits. They lose fingers. They lose ears. His faith made him whole. Bang. His fingers grew out. He got new fingers. His nose, he got a new nose. Where do you think it comes from? From heaven and we just pull it down. Stuff is happening, people. 
We get so busy in the stuff down here. And Jesus says in Colossians, set your mind on heavenly things because I'm busy doing stuff. And if we get stuck down here, we're going to miss out on what heaven is doing. You know that you can pray for somebody and their legs will grow out. I've seen that. It's very cool. I'm getting excited. Now, I've, we've prayed for people all in a lane. You know, you see people with one leg shorter than the other and they wear a thing on their foot, you know, like an extra heel. Come on now. You've seen that. We've slowed them up in a row and we've prayed, bang, 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 and their legs have grown out. Come on. Yes. We've prayed for somebody and we were praying for something else for her and her ear unblocked and she heard again. She was deaf in one ear and she started to hear. God is in the business of miracles. And strangely enough, he wants to use us. He does. It doesn't matter how much you know. All you've got to do is believe. Believe that he will do something in and through you. He says, I am in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, and just start. Start to believe for something. If you've got a headache, instead of just automatically going to the cabinet, pray. Yeah? Pray for yourself. You know, we didn't start with just, you know, believing for viruses to disappear and rashes to disappear before our eyes we started with oh I've got hurt my finger we started with just the little things you want to start to hear God's voice just start with the little things Lord I need a car park and just listen to where he says to park Philip's really good at that one yeah just uh, just listen and the little things Listen in the little things because he says, you just got to believe. Tune into me. He says, set your minds on heavenly things because that is where your home is. You have a passport to heaven right now. When we stepped in this morning, you can do that. I was listening to Dave and Jen. We had dinner with them. We're going over to spend time with them in Melbourne. And they were saying, now this is really cool, this is why we practice. This is why we practice in our own space. This is when we practice when we come together being able to step into heaven because they, he's, he's practiced. And so he can just step in. Here we go. Step in to heaven. I'll just stay back here for a minute. Step into heaven and he knows how to go there. All right, so he's sharing his faith with someone and he's talking about Jesus and he goes, this person goes, I'd really like to meet that Jesus. So he goes, all right then. You game, <laughs> and he goes. We'll just, we'll just let me introduce you. And he just steps into heaven, and he goes, and the person goes, "Whoa! Oh, I can see him. I can see him. I can see him. It's revelation." It's revelation. We don't have to know everything. We just have to know how to introduce somebody. Introduce somebody. Say, hey, come and meet who I know. It's easy. We've made it so complimentary. <laughs> 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 we made it. Yeah, I know I can, but I'm getting totally wet. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Um. We can, we can just 
step in. That's why we practice at home. You don't have to be, you know, been to Bible college for four years, know right through the Bible, read through the Bible and all those things and read it every day, blah, 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 and all these things that you have to do to be able to know Jesus. Jesus says, you come. You can come up here anytime you want. You just hang out with me. You hang out in my presence. And he says, and then you'll know how to take others there. You don't have to go into the five spiritual laws or whatever they are. You know, we don't have to do all that. We just have to introduce people to Jesus. But first, he says, you come. All you've got to do is close your eyes and say, I just step in to be with you today. I just step in to be with you today. Yeah? He is no respecter of persons. He is a respecter of how much you believe. How many people have you? How many people know somebody that's had breast cancer? How many people know somebody, or they see somebody, and they've lost a limb, or they've had some stinking devil disease? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you know how to step in, if you know how to believe, if you practice this yourself and then you get together with those people sitting next to you and you practice, why is it that Charlie Shamp can do it over there yet last week and that you can't? Who says you can't? The Word doesn't say you can't. Jesus definitely doesn't say you can't. He says, greater things will you do than I have done. He says, you'll raise people from the dead. You'll heal the lepers. You know, your blind eyes will open. Deaf And mute will speak again. Demons will flee when you get out of bed. Actually, before you even get out of bed. Yeah? It's it's, if you will believe. And we believe, it says, faith comes from hearing God's word. It comes from reading it and hearing it. You want faith that sees somebody's breasts grow out when the stinking devil tried to steal from her. You see somebody whose kidney had a stinky tumour in it. And you pray for it, and what happens? It goes away. Yeah? You pray. Who was it that prayed for the man with leprosy in Thailand a few years back? Which one of you guys was it? There was one of you here. It might have been Rhea. And we were praying together, and he had leprosy. It destroys your nerves so that you can no longer feel. So if you can't feel, you burn yourself, you know, you can't feel. Anyway, this man was sitting there. In the meeting, and we went, sent the young people out. So you can do this. Off you go. Philip is as bold as anything. He stands up in a leprosy colony and preaches healing to the lepers. <laughs> Jesus heals the lepers, and he stands up and preaches that, and he goes, all right, off you go and pray. So off we go and pray. 20, 30 minutes later, this man starts to yell, I can feel my legs, I can feel my legs. And he's running, you know, come his friends running up. So he can feel his legs. He hasn't felt his legs for eight years. He can feel his legs. Philip and I didn't pray for him. It was one of the young ones prayed. Another lady down the back, we led her to Jesus and she'd had a heart, you know, a rapid heart. It was always irregular heartbeat. And she says, it's gone. Yeah? We can do this every day of the week. If you're bored, <laughs> who's bored? Who's bored? I'm a little bit bored. I want more. Are you a bit bored? Watch out. When you're bored, what do you have to do? You have to do something different to get a different result. If you want to coast through life, Jesus still loves us. He still died when we went to the cross for us. He still thinks you're spectacular. He still has a plan for you. 
If you want to go on the moped through life, that's okay. He still loves us. But I'm here this morning to tell you there's more. There is more. You know, he wants us to believe for more. There is so much rubbish happening out there and you have the answer within you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you get out of bed, don't underestimate how many demons run. Honest. They go, "Uh uh-oh, Jesse's out of bed. They do. Because they know with one word that you can send them running. One word. <laughs> what was Isaac saying this week? Shara, you went running. <laughs> Zach went running with Shara. He's, he encourages her to run while he rides on his bike. He says, come on! <laughs> I want to say what else he says. <laughs> but uh, he was telling her what he does with some of the demons that try to hassle him out. He says, I grabbed them. He says, there's three of them. I grab them, stomp on their head, then I go to the toilet and I flush them down the toilet and say, see you later. And then he washes his hands. Come on, if a seven-year-old can know, and he goes, I'm going to do that right now, and he goes off to do it. He, he just has those in stitches, that kid. He's very funny. But anyway, he... If he can do it, if it says to be like a little child, the kingdom of heaven is like a little child. We just got to believe. You know, and he, he, he's been listening to those healing scriptures because I shared with you a month or so ago, it was probably only four weeks ago, that he was diagnosed with, with a nasty virus that the doctor said, we can't do a thing, there's nothing we can give him, there's no cream we can do, it's just it got a, his immune system has to perk up and it'll take probably about two years to go. And he had these yucky poxy things that was a, in the family of the pox all over him and more coming up. And I'm like, this is not cool. And so we were just sort of prayed. I'm having a normal mum stress out. He's not allowed to bath. He's not allowed to go in the swimming pool. And, I, and it's contagious here, there. And, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Anyway, so we, we said, right, let's just hit this sucker. And Isaac, I just get him fired up a little bit. And he goes, right. So we put on his, the healing scriptures that is just Kenneth Copeland. He reads out every scripture of healing that is through the New Testament. And he just... One after though, he doesn't say anything, he just reads each scripture. So I stick it on, six days I stick it on. And he's starting to listen to it. You know what? The stuff got worse. There's rash all over him. I'm like, okay, we've got to push in a little bit here. So we just like, nah, and I'm having a little bit of stress out and Philip goes, nah, we're afraid, this is going to be all right. And the rash is spreading. I'm like, oh, <laughs> And I just, we just had to keep on praying. Anyway, that thing, the rash went all over him and then it disappeared. And then those pox dried up and he doesn't even have scars. That thing is meant to leave scars. Now, that's not two, two years. That was two weeks. But he's been listening. And any of you know that a couple of years ago, he actually was admitted to hospital with an asthma attack. And so he's given a puffer. You know what he's doing now? Because when he would run last year at the sports carnival, he would get breathless and he couldn't run as fast. And he wants to be Eric Little and be an Olympic runner. He had chariots of fire. He knows all about it. He's actually listened to his life story. And uh, he says, Mummy, 
When I listen to the word, he says, I breathe it in. And while I'm sleeping, I breathe it in and it's healing me. And he was sharing with Shara, I'm not going to have asthma anymore because I'm just listening and breathing in God's word and I'm being healed as I sleep. And now what's he doing is running around. <laughs> he goes running and he, he just believes. Now I know God can do that because I was like that and I got healed of that stinking thing. Amen. There is, you know, it is a precious thing to be able to breathe and not feel tight in your chest. To be able to run 5K, 6Ks and not have any pain and being able to breathe. And God is no respecter of persons. He just says, believe. So I want us to start to believe for more. Do not settle under the weights and stuff that, you know, the devil, he throws stuff to distract you. If he can't get you sinning, he'll get you busy. If he can't get you busy, he'll get you worrying about what you should have been doing. You know, what is your vision? You know, and television and Facebook and all those stuff, it throws stuff up at us of all the terrible stuff. Because the devil knows he peddles fear and worry and lack and poverty and he peddles that stuff. And uh, he says, I want you to, to imagine all the, the nasty things that could happen. You know, just flick on Facebook and you'll see. Flick on the news and you'll see. That's the devil peddling his stuff. And so it gets into our imagination. We watch a movie and something terrible happens. You know, some marriage breaks up. Somebody has an affair. Somebody gets some awful disease. Somebody falls over and gets hit by a car. Whose vision is that? Because it's definitely not Jesus's. And we take in all this stuff into our vision, into our being, and it causes fear and doubt and unbelief. Now, I'm not saying you don't watch any TV. I'm just saying be careful what vision you're being fed. Because Jesus says the vision he wants us to have is of hope, of life, of miracles and abundance. So whose vision are you taking in? We've got to be wise to the vision. Yeah? If you, and he says, set your mind on heavenly things. What's happening in heaven? What's happening in heaven? A party. Come on now, you're up there. There's parties happening. You know, Jesus was, a, <laughs> Philip got a shock a few months ago because he went up into the throne room and he was hanging out with, with the Lord and the father's up there dancing around. And he's like, it's not very serious up here, is it? I mean, there's serious things that happen, but they're having a party. They celebrate 24-7, you know, because they know that Jesus is one. He's done everything he needs to do and all authority in heaven and earth has been given to us. So come on, start walking in the new creation reality of who you are. You are not the old, beaten up, sinful, down on your face, I'm a strivelly, mouldy sinner. He says, you're a new creation. You're a new creation. <laughs> but sometimes we do feel mouldy. When I was growing up in New Zealand, if you left your shoes in the cupboard for more than a week, they would go mouldy. It's beautiful. It's lovely and green, but boy, it grows mould. You know, and it's like, we're not a mouldy old stinky Christian, you know, sinner anymore. We are a new creation. We have all authorities been given to us in heaven and earth. We're possessors of heaven and earth. You know, that's what the Bible says. It says you are possessors of heaven and earth. And it's not hard. 
All you've got to do is believe. And just how do we believe? We get more of this in than we get of anything else. Does it take discipline? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But just as a runner disciplines himself to be able to run the race, so we discipline ourselves to just do what's needed to run the race. It's not hard. You just read this to build your faith. Why do you read it? So you can hit the devil round the head with it. Yeah, when you see somebody who's been ravaged by cancer, I tell you, you'll want to hit the devil round the head with it. But half the time we've got it lying on the floor, stuck in our shelf, not doing anything with it seven days a week. And you might bring it out or put it on your phone on Sundays. Pick it up. Read it. Get what God's vision is more than what the devil's vision is and hit that stinking devil round the head with it. If he starts to sneak into your house with sickness and strife and worry and money problems, get what the word says about it. I'm no different from you. I have six kids and sometimes the devil tries to come in and bring sickness. He tries to come in and bring lack. All Philip and I have learned to do is get this and hit him around the head with it and say, God, you said. God, you said. God, you said. And even if you've got a waltz around in the middle of the night saying, God, you said. You know, when Philip came down with that thing for his neck, he just, you, I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and he wouldn't be lying down in bed. He would be up marching around the lounge room and he would be just reading God's word. He'd be listening to a sermon on healing. If you've got a need, find out what God says about it because I tell you what, then it will build your faith and then you can believe. If you've got asthma, if you've got some lack, if you need some new body part, if you know that you've got a lack in your finances, find out what God says and get hold of it and believe. Just believe. And make a list of what you want God to do. Say, God, I want to do this. God, I want to go here. God, I want to see this. You know, I want to go and stand and see the, you know, the, the, the crusades where they see millions of people saved. I want to stand on a platform and see that happen. So I've got that on my list. I want to see limbs grow out. I want to see breasts that have been taken off grow. I want to pray for somebody and see that. I want to see somebody raised from the dead. I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want more. You can coast through, but you can have more too. And there is such a chance that people will miss it because they get so focused on the world. You can miss it. You can miss it. And God says, Hello! Don't miss it because there's so much more. Don't get offended. Don't get disappointed. If you've had a hit, if you've been discouraged, just get the word out. Sit in his presence and go, God, I'm disappointed. God, this didn't happen, but I believe that you are true. If you're still believing for your healing, step it up. If you're still believing for finances, then step it up. Get together. And pray with somebody. Get together with your family member, your husband, your wife, your spouse, and step it up. Step it up. When the devil pushes, push back. Don't go, oh, come on. Ah. You are not a wimp. 
You're not a wimp. You're a new creation. The power that rose Jesus from the dead, the power that opened blind eyes and deaf ears, the power that healed people from leprosy resides on the inside of you. It's in your very DNA because you do not have the DNA of a human. You're not human. You're a heavenly being. Your home is in heaven. You're just here for a bit to get busy. So what are you going to get busy doing? We're called to, we're ambassadors of heaven. So go around looking for things to fix. Go around looking for things to fix. You know, be bold. So what if it doesn't happen the first time? I tell you what, if you keep on doing it, will. And you'll be ringing me up going, guess what happened? Guess what happened? The amount of phone calls I've had from mum when she was in the nursing home of the stuff she got up to. And she's like, guess what happened? Yeah? Guess what happened? God spoke and this happened. God spoke and I went and shared my faith and this happened. God spoke and I prayed for somebody and this happened. I do it with my hairdresser when she comes to visit. You know, she was limping along and I said, let me pray for that. And she's walking out the door. She said, oh, I feel better. I didn't know you could pray for your foot. You know, if she'd been hobbling around all day in pain, I said, give me that foot. And she goes, oh, it's dirty. I said, I don't care. Give me a foot. Just do it. Just do it. Believe. So I want you to make a list of the things that you want God to do. Make a list. I dare you. I dare you to make a list of the things you want God to do, of the places that you want to go, of the people that you want to see. I dare you to make a list. And then you make a list of what you're going to do to to get in partnership with God. You make the list of what you want God to do and then you make a list of what you're going to do to get in partnership. If you want to see miracles happen when you pray, then what you can do is get into the word. If you want to see miracles and healings, then read every scripture that talks about healings in the Bible. If you want to be able to give to the poor, to be able to buy people houses, to be able to free people from their debt, if you want to be able to travel the world and share about Jesus and see amazing places and things, then get into the word about finances. Jesus has done everything he's going to do. When he went to heaven, he said, go into all the world. I give you all authority in heaven and on earth. He's done all he's going to do. Now it's up to us. Amen? So make your list. Ephesians 3.20 And he will do far above and beyond anything you can hope or dream or think or pray or ask or imagine. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word that gets in us. I thank you that it stirs us up. And Lord, I pray that the word I've spoken this morning would stir us up. I just come against complacency. I come against doubt. I come against divisiveness in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would fire us up on the inside. Holy Spirit, that you would ignite a flame in us, that we would say, we want more. We want more for our life, that we want to be praying and seeing peoples restored. We want to pray and see limbs grow out. We want to pray and see 
finances come and money appear out of nowhere, hallelujah. We want to see needs met and for us to have every need met and then be able to meet the needs of others. Lord, I pray for miracle working power to be released, Lord. I pray for your word to come alive. Lord, where it's been difficult, I pray revelation over each person in Jesus' name. Lord, we want more. We're not, we're not happy to settle. We want more. And Lord, I pray for the, against all those distractions that we would be wised up to them. Lord, that you would keep us together, that you keep us united, that you keep us firing each other up. And Lord, that we would be the people that you've called us to be. Lord, help us to see ourselves as you see us, that we're not wimpy Christians, that we're not beaten down, that we're not warriors, that we're not timid, that we are mighty. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray revelation right now to people, Lord, that as they're sitting here, that they would start to see. They start to see who they are in you. Mighty men and women of God. They come against the lies of the enemy have sold lies. I lift that off in Jesus' name. I lift that off, Lord. I pray that your word would be strong in us and that we would just step out and do something. In Jesus' name. Amen.